Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. We are 10 days into dry January if you're doing a dry January. Uh, You have had one weekend, which is always the hardest, or at least from my perspective, that seemed to be the hardest was kind of having that first weekend of what am I supposed to do if I don't drink? That's the beauty of this entire experiment. If you are choosing to take a break from alcohol is that you get to figure out what that is for you. I have started doing things that I haven't done in years or new things that I have never tried, but always wanted to when my time isn't occupied with drinking and or feeling like crap. So that's cool. That was a lovely side benefit. So it may have been, you know, a difficult uh, 10 days for you. I, my first week or so was, uh, was hard for me. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when I first took a break and then it started to get easier and easier. And the more I was learning and the more I was following people and the more I was shifting my mindset around alcohol and, you know, questioning, is this really adding as much value as I seem to be putting on it? And the answer was really no. And so I started going from, I can't drink to, I truly don't want to drink or I get to not drink. You know, it just felt like a totally different space to be shifting into. So anyway, stay, uh, stay engaged. Even if you had some drinks last weekend and you said you were going to do dry January, so what? Uh, it's just a day, no big deal. You can uh, get back on track. Um, you can recenter and you know make some mistakes along the way. It's about progress, not perfection. So no biggie. So what I want to talk about because I've been hearing from a lot of you um, just in intake calls for my program, which is coming up uh, tomorrow actually when this is posted. So uh, January twelfth is the first one. You can join for free. And I'll put the link in the show notes. You can, you can join for free, like I said, and decide if it's something you want to continue on with. There is a paid option after that for $3.97 for the remaining 11 weeks to help keep you engaged, accountable, um, not in a shameful way by any means, but just, you know, to help you keep this front and center and help you get some clarity around your life and what you want it to look like and what you want your relationship with alcohol to look like. And also just to give your body a break, right? You don't have to completely quit drinking for those 11 weeks, completely up to you. Um, but we will help support you through just evaluating this relationship with alcohol. So through some of those intake calls, I've been getting some questions like, how do I socialize if I'm not drinking? Like, am I, how am I supposed to go anywhere? And this time of year, probably why we do some dry January stuff or we do it during this time of year is because we're not doing as much. You know, if you live in a cold weather climate space like I'm in, it's it's colder out, you know, kids are back in school. Um, we kind of just want to hunker down, you know, we don't really want to have a bunch of people over and socialize a whole lot. 
There's not as many work events going on because there were lots of them in December. So, you know, it's a little bit easy those first couple of weeks. So when you first have that first social engagement, you know, it sometimes can be uncomfortable. And I remember having a lot of anxiety about what I was going to say to people. Like, what am I going to tell them as to why I'm not drinking? And it's really interesting being, you know, over two years into this journey to think back on that. And I thought, gosh, why did I ever think I had to say anything? You know, like, why was that even a point of conversation? Um, if I was drinking alcohol or not. And so, but I always felt like I had to explain myself, you know, two years ago. And I stopped drinking November 1st, 2020, where I, you know, took my, my big long break November 1st, 2020. So there was no like, oh, I'm doing a dry January. Like that wasn't an easy pass. I didn't really have a great reason to tell people other than alcohol just doesn't make me feel good. And I just want to take a break from it. So I want to give you some tips on how to talk to people through this. Uh, if you choose to explain yourself and, you know, with a lack of a better way to say that, um, and sometimes that just eases our anxiety to explain ourselves. You know, I was worried about judgment from other people. And so I felt like if I explained what I was doing and why I was doing it, then there wouldn't be as much judgment. I don't know if that was necessarily true though. So just keep that in mind. I think I had a lot of things build up in my mind of how people were going to react, what the results were going to be. And many of them were just not even true. So keep that in mind. Sometimes our fears are just wildly inaccurate. Um, when I first started, sometimes I just wouldn't say anything. I would actually order something that was alcohol free Sometimes I would even plan to get somewhere early so I could ask for an alcohol-free drink so I didn't have to tell people that I wasn't drinking. Um, and, you know, it's just I just wasn't confident in in where I was at with this journey. And now I'm more than confident with it and would, you know, order whatever I wanted in front of whoever and would be fine with it. But, you know, if you're in that space, that's completely fine. You know, I was there. I just was – I wasn't sure what I wanted it to look like. I didn't want to – be too vulnerable with people, especially people that I wasn't really close with. And so sometimes I would be a little sneaky with it. And sometimes that was fun, honestly, you know, it was fun to kind of, you know, sneak a little bit and have people, you know, not know what I was doing. And then there were times where I would just say, oh, you know, I've just been drinking too much and I just, I'm not going to drink tonight. So I would say, I'm just not drinking tonight. And then I got to a space where I was like, no, actually I committed to a 30 day break from alcohol. And so that was pretty easy because people understood that. They're like, that's cool. We get it. And then I just kept going. And that's when people closer to me had a few questions. Not in a judgmental way, though. They were just like, oh, well, how long do you think you're going to do this? And my answer was, I have no idea. Because I actually had no idea how long I was going to take a break. I really was just sort of living in the present and asking myself, how is this working for me? If it's working for me, I want to continue doing it. If it's not completely working for me or I still have questions or I want to experiment here and there, I will do that. And so, um, you know, I didn't really know how to answer some of those questions. So, um, there were also times where people would just say, well, why aren't you drinking? And I'll say, well, I don't want to. And they kind of just look at you. There's nothing else for them to say. If you just say, because I don't want to, there's nothing left there. So that kind of stopped the conversation, probably a little bit on the defensive side, but sometimes I was just not in the mood to have those questions. 
And then the other thing I want you to consider is you may not have to explain yourself, even if you think you maybe feel like you want to, or you think people are going to ask you questions because they're probably not going to ask you questions. I think that is the really fascinating thing is nobody really gave a shit if I was drinking or not. And I find that to, to be really revolutionary to me now to think about two years into this, because I was really scared of that. Like I was prepped and ready to go. I had my script ready to explain why I wasn't drinking. That also in hindsight tells me how deeply ingrained in my subconscious, how I thought that alcohol was something everybody did all the time. Like every night, if you went out, you had a drink, period. There wasn't a choice. And many other people don't think that way and they don't believe that. But I had a belief system that that was the case. And in order to go out and have dinner with somebody, you had to have an alcoholic beverage. And that was a huge eye-opener for me to recognize that other people weren't asking me about it. Other people didn't have drinks around me. And it was the first time I ever even noticed that because I was so far into drinking culture and alcohol has to be at every event. It has to be used to celebrate, to have fun, all the things. So that was a real eye opener to me that people weren't asking me about it because it wasn't on their mind all the time. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to take the break is because I just felt like alcohol was the center of my life. I mean, everything I went to Everything I plan to do, well, is there going to be alcohol there? Okay, cool. Like I would, like in the back of my mind, I would be planning for that. And I didn't want to be that dependent on anything. I wanted to be able to go anywhere and have fun without a substance. And if I needed to have a substance to go somewhere, then maybe that was a huge red flag to me that I needed to be saying no to that particular event or that particular thing. So, wow, what a lot of learning in the last two years. So, you know, you can be upfront with people. I've had some clients that have texted friends beforehand and just said like, Hey, I'm actually really vulnerable with this right now. And I'm afraid of your judgment, but I just wanted to tell you that I'm not going to be drinking tonight. And I know that you're used to seeing me drink alcohol and it's just a choice I'm making right now. And I need to have that be okay with all of you and to not ask any further questions. And that's it. You know, um, you know, I've been in a couple of circumstances where it's just uncomfortable because they saw what I was doing on social media. And so I think they were like, are we allowed to drink around her? Are we allowed to get drinks? You know? And I was always like, of course you are. Like that doesn't bother me in the least. It's completely something I'm doing for myself. If it's not a problem for you or you don't feel like it's taking something away from your life and it's adding value to your life, then keep drinking for God's sake. Like I would never encourage somebody to take a break just for the sake of taking a break. Um, if it's not, you know, disrupting your life or it's not holding you back in some way, shape or form, then like, I don't see a problem with it. So I had a couple uncomfortable dinners with people that knew what I was doing, but they almost like didn't want to put the elephant on the table. And I was just like, I don't have the energy to put the elephant on the table. So we just sort of left it at that. So what I'm here to tell you for this week is that no matter how you do this, how vocal you are about it, how secretive you are about it, secretive is the wrong word. Um, how close you want to keep it to you, you know, how, how much of this do you want to keep kind of internal and exploration of your 
kind of internal relationship with alcohol, that's completely up to you. What I want to encourage you to do is to test your fears. And I know that's really scary because we want to not have our fears come true, but we embellish our fears because we haven't actually tested them to come to find out if they actually would be true. And I can tell you that 99% of my fears around taking a break from alcohol or just saying I'm not drinking for the foreseeable future, they didn't come true. They just didn't. People did not give a shit. And I will leave you with (laughs) some advice that my coach gave me seven years ago when I was worried about judgment of others and worrying about people judging my parenting and, you know, all the things. I was just in like a huge guilt and shame spiral around everything in my life. And she said to me, Rachel, who do you think you are? And at first it kind of took me, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, who do you think you are that all these people just sit around with all their time and energy and think about everything you are doing and they judge it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they're probably not doing that. And then I was like, and if they are doing that, now I'm kind of just sad for them. Like, wow, like they are so far with their eyes looking on my paper that they're not even paying attention to their own life and moving towards their own goals and desires and feelings that they want to experience in life. So that was a real eye opener to me. So I want you to think about that too, as you're going into some of these conversations, like who do I think I am that this is really going to just throw people off and they're going to have so many questions and judgments and it's going to consume all their time and energy uh, because I'm not drinking. So what? Like I said, most people did not give a shit. If anything, it's really sparked some wonderful conversations with people and people recognizing, yeah, I probably should do that too or I would like to do that, but I'm just not there right now. You know, I just had a conversation with a woman today who said, you know what? I know I need to take a break from alcohol, but I'm not there. Like I'm not in that mindset. I'm not ready for that. And I'm like, great, then don't do it. Like wait until you're in that space to be like, okay, this is it. It's time for me to, to, to take a break or whatever that looks like for them. So I just want you to keep that in mind that these fears are likely to not come true. And I want you to test them. Like, let's just be really brave and bold in 2023. Test the fears, see what happens. So now you can give your brain some new evidence to maybe prove your fear wrong or to say, maybe I had that build up or embellish that fear to a higher degree than what really happened. So I hope you have a wonderful week. If you're doing a dry January, keep going. You might feel like crap right now. That's actually quite normal. Um, It takes your body a little bit of time to adjust and sort of, uh, you know, hormones rebalance, all these things. It's trying to find this new normal, right? Like this new homeostasis that you've created. So just like anything else, you know, you can't stop it for a week and expect to get massive results, but keep going and see what you experience. Uh, it gets a heck of a lot easier personally. I thought it was so much easier after the first 30 days and I learned to incorporate mocktails and other things so I could still have the ritual and not have to have the alcohol. So keep that in mind. There are so many ways to do this thing 
And I'm proud of you if you have decided to take a break. I'm proud of you if you haven't decided to take a break. I'm proud of you if you said you were going to take a break and you didn't because the whole goal here is that you're on a journey. You're exploring, you're figuring some things out. It may take multiple times for you to get to where you need to be. So no problem. It's all about progress over perfection. And you just listening to this podcast is progress. So have a wonderful week. We will be back for an episode next Wednesday. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.